Welcome to the Rutledge Perspective. I'm your host, Laurel Rutledge, and this show is where we talk about things that are top of mind as you navigate your career or build your business. The plan is to get you out of your rut or talk you back off that ledge with insights and perspectives on the daily grind. Here, we speak the truth. Here, we challenge ideas. Here, we give ourselves grace. And along the way, we also have a little fun. Welcome to the village. Today on The Rutledge Perspective, we're going to be talking about intentions and impact. At least that's the intent to be talking about intentions and impact. Because this episode is especially for all of my overthinkers, all of my kindred spirits in finding all of the little details that can just make you mad. So this is liable to be a session where you guys see the inner workings of the insanity that happens inside this head of mine. But we're going to try to rein all my personalities in and be really clear because the whole idea of intention and impact is one that has come full frontal for me as I've worked with some clients lately and as I've had some of my own experiences that just dawned on me how we don't think about always that that connection. So this started because I joined this new incredible mastermind um, of black women. And we've been talking about a lot of really deep things. And uh, the last two sessions, uh, the last session we were talking about imposter syndrome and all that madness, which we all have a little bit of. Uh, But before that, we started talking a lot about setting intentions and how you start your day and all of these kind of things. And we had talked about manifesting before. And, and I've talked about that on this, on this podcast, that whole idea of, of manifesting just does something to my gut. That word just bothers me. I don't know what it is. There's just something about that word. And y'all know me, words matter. Words have impact, right? And so as we were talking about setting intentions and manifesting and how we set our day. And, and I started really trying to pause and think about all of the things that have happened in 2021, right? End of 2020, 2021, going into this new year around the sun that's coming up in a few days. And that word this year for me of surrender, surrendering to the flow. And when I finally, after nine months in this year, finally was able to let some things go, how things just opened up, right? Opportunities came forward just things just started to flow. And this, this has been the hardest word year for me that I can remember the hardest, the others, clarity, conviction, compassion, but surrendering eh, my type a need to control was having some issues with surrendering. But in those moments, when I really let that happen, when I just said, you know what, I'm just going to let that go. When I went through my whole therapy session and got to the idea that, wait, this is about trust and not trust of everybody else, but trust of me. Because what the reality is, is I'm focusing that trust on, can I trust other people's response when the reality is, can I trust me to be able to handle whatever comes my way, right? Do I really believe that I can bet on me? And then further, when you push into that whole manifesting, right, that whole just calling things out and saying what we want and setting intentions, that gets even deeper, even deeper into that whole idea of do we deserve what we're asking for, right? Y'all, this is deep. I'm just saying, right, being full transparent. That's real deep. Do we deserve what we're asking for? 
Because that gets to all of that stuff about how we've been trained. Don't be arrogant. Don't be selfish. Be careful what you ask for. All of those kind of things. I even posted last week, right? Be careful what you ask for. You just might get it. And all of that trash gets in our heads and we get all muddled, especially us overthinkers, about what exactly we're supposed to do. And the next thing you know, you're in paralysis, right? You're overthinking everything and you're moving to do nothing. And that's where this whole idea of intent and impact sits strong. I, all my life, have had some level of journaling and it's never been consistent. So those of you who have been consistently journaling forever, God bless you. That is not my gift, right? I get in it. I really do it. And then all of a sudden it just drops off. That's like many things in my life. I get really focused and all of a sudden there's something else. Shiny ball syndrome. But something told me a few days ago, probably a few weeks ago, you know what? We're surrendering. We're just going to start writing this down. I'm not really clear, really, really clear on some of the intents that I have, some of the things I want to sit, some of the things I want to ask for, but I'm just going to start somewhere, right? Doing something, being in action, imperfect action is better than waiting and doing nothing, right? Perfect inaction. Imperfect action is better than perfect inaction. And so I started really every morning and I'm up every morning between 5.30, 4.30 and 5.30, depending on what I have going on. And I spend that first 30 minutes just journaling. What am I grateful for today? What are my intentions? All of those things that we hear and other people do. But if you're like me, you hear everybody else is doing it and there's first the rebellion. Well, just because everybody else is doing it, I don't want the pressure because see, I put enough pressure on myself and I don't want everybody else's pressure that I got to do it because they said so, right? All that madness. But the other piece is getting into that other ugliness, right? I don't know what to ask for. Should I even ask for that? Do I really deserve that? Can I really trust myself to do that? And on and on and on and on and on. And sidebar, I saw something yesterday that said, a little quote, a Libra quote that said, I'm okay, but is my therapist okay? I should ask her that. Um, so we get into this whole idea of, of channeling and journaling. And I started doing that over the last several days and just being intentional about just doing, just being grateful, setting some intentions for that day. And if something gets loftier and bigger, great. But if it doesn't, I'm not going to put pressure on myself to do something different. And lo and behold, some amazing things have happened because along with that, I also read my manifesto. That's the other thing that came out of this mastermind. We all had to write our manifesto. So I do my journaling and I read my manifesto every morning. It's only been like five days and I read it every morning. But what I have found is that by setting that intent every morning, I have seen things open up. I have seen my blood pressure go down. I have seen my madness and messiness kind of wane. And my ability to really stay focused in just what I am intending to do, how this thing that's happening now is along the journey. Is it a detour? Is it a derailer? How do I address it? How do I work within it? And just seeing things not be so nuts for someone who is a proper prior planning prevents poor performance kind of person. But the thing about intent is that we often forget the impact of intent which is why I have this whole issue with manifestation, right? We just say it and it's going to happen. And don't get me wrong, as a woman of faith, you, we are called to pray for what we ask for and believe that you will receive it. That's what we're asked to do. 
And so it's not so much that it is more that deserving piece. It is, am I asking for the right thing? It's the, the overthinking, the overanalyzing. What is it? Is this really what I'm hearing? Is this really the God wink? You know, cause God needs to burn a bush. I want to be clear. But what's a big piece of that is that whole intent and impact piece. If I set this intention, what really is going to happen out of that? And we use that word interchangeably with, we set intentions, but then we take action and is that action what we really intended? Was the impact of the action what we intended to be? Was that outcome the outcome that we intended? So that word intend, intention. I have a really good friend who's going through some real, real serious stuff right now. And at one point, um, still being connected, and this is with a bunch of people, still being connected, still being involved, making sure that I'm connected, but also being a little just hesitant, you know, not wanting to cause more problems, not wanting to be, cause more confusion, all of these kind of things, just wanting to be present, but also being a little hesitant and protective. And all of a sudden the friend came back to me and said, I'm not sure what's going on. It feels really distant. I don't know. Now I'm in this really bad place. Is something different? Am I different? I mean, I had no idea that my intent to just not cause more harm was actually causing harm. So the impact of the intent was an unintended consequence. And so as I marinated on that, I thought, wait, we set intentions or we take actions with what we intend for them to do as an outcome. But then what do we do with something else actually occurs? And so I went back to this friend and I said, you know what? Let me first start by saying that I apologize. I apologize that my actions gave you an impression that something was wrong with you because that was not my intent. And I didn't stop there because we often in an apology make an excuse, apologize, but I'm so sorry, but I'm sorry if I made you feel that way. I'm sorry if you thought. So I said, I apologize that my actions made you think that something was wrong with you. That was not my intent. And then I said, however, Regardless of my intent, the impact was still something that hurt you. And for that, I am truly sorry. And then I went through some other stuff, right? So that idea that we need to understand our intentions, but also be very cognizant of the impact of the actions we take, regardless of what our initial intent was, both for ourselves and for the others that are involved. So when you're setting your intentions for the day, are you setting intentions to give yourself kind of peace, to give yourself an ability to focus, to give yourself a roadmap for that next minute, that next hour, that next day, that next month? And then when life happens, how do you respond to that? Because if it's contrary to your intent, all of a sudden, are you now a bad person? Are you incapable? Are you getting into that death spiral of, of unworthiness as opposed to having taken the time to set the intent, be really clear around what the intention was and why, because that's what an intention is. It's a why. 
so that if things go awry, you can go back and look at it and say, well, this was the reason now I can adjust. If we move that into that realm of leadership, right? Impacting others. It's just as important that we understand the impact of our actions, regardless of what our intent was. I'm working with several clients right now who are implementing some big projects. And one of the things we have talked about to a project is we've got to be really clear about why we're doing something, what the expected outcome was and what our intent is. Because when things occur and the, the impact of them is different than what we intended, we have got to be able to fall back on that communication that we had that hopefully was really clear in the very beginning and remind people and remind ourselves why we did something so that if the outcome is contrary to what we were expecting, we can go back to the why and adjust the what. And more importantly, acknowledge that something went wrong, apologize for how it impacted people and make it right. I had a CEO a long time ago say, you know what, if we did wrong, we will apologize and we will make it right. There is strength and honor in owning our own failures, in owning our own mistakes. I listened to a really great book this weekend on Audible, um, Professional Troublemaker. And one of the things she talks about is in her story, a really, really tough time where she was just lambasted in the Twitterverse. And her first response, after she ignored it for a little while, her first response was to apologize, but then justify her actions, which made it even worse. It was like throwing oil on the fire. And only later did she come back and say, you know what, the best thing I could have done was just own it and apologize and say, I'll do better. And that's the thing about intentions is that intentions always have some level of impact for ourselves when we're setting our own intentions and for others who are relying on us to lead them or to help them or to support them, to help them move through something that they're moving through. Those friends that are tightest to us, that family that is relying on us and that we're close to. What do we intend to do? What are the intentions behind our actions? And what is the impact of what we actually did? And do those align? And if they don't, how do we own them? How do we adjust them? How do we make up for them if they harmed someone else? And how do we learn and do better next time? So for me, as I move into this next year around the sun, Lord willing, and thank you for everything that I've gotten this year, is remaining disciplined around these setting intentions and not just the big old lofty, big hairy goals, right? But even just the small minute by minute, day by day intentions. I intend to get my water in today. I intend to check at least three things off my list. I intend to make a couple of phone calls or respond to that email. I intend to sleep. Those small things that as I've begun to really sit in those and surrender to the idea that I am a person of faith and I do believe that when we ask for what we want and we believe wholeheartedly and we walk in our purpose, those things that we need and the desires of our heart will show up. They may not look the way we think they are, they should look, or the way we plan for them to look, but they are the exact same thing that we need at the exact right time. And so setting those intentions and keeping disciplined along that practice and being open 
being open to those things that are meant for you so that you can serve those who are waiting for you. That's the idea. That's the idea of setting intentions, of being grateful, of being focused and disciplined and aware of all of the things that you have within your power, all of the skills and innate abilities that are uniquely yours that you can use to deliver the best you to the world because the world needs you. The world needs your story. The world needs all of us. But until we understand why we're doing what we're doing, what impact we try to make, and how we can ensure that the impacts are aligning with our intentions, then we will never be able to deliver to our fullest capacity and impact the way we want to impact. I hope for you, as you go into the rest of this week, that you are able to find your thing, your discipline, your practice, whatever that is, that you're not putting undue pressure on yourself to do the thing that everybody else is doing, to manifest because everybody says manifest, to journal because everybody else says journal, to set intentions and spend four hours a day doing that because everybody else says so. And if I'm not doing it, that's why I'm not getting what I want. Find your thing. Find your way to get at what you need and what you want and what works for you. You owe it to yourself to put your mask on first and find the thing that's your thing. And it may look like somebody else's, but it may not. And whatever it is, as long as it works for you, that's what you're supposed to be doing. Sit in that, own that, do the best you can every day with what you got. Because tomorrow is not promised and none of us is perfect. And with that, I thank you again for being a part of the Rutledge Perspective, for tuning in. I really appreciate every time you do that. And if this has touched you, if my messy mind today actually made a point, which I hope it did, um, please pass it on. Share it with somebody who may get something out of it as well. And we will catch you next week. Take care. You have been listening to the Rutledge Perspective Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. If we've given you a new perspective or helped you clarify your own, please leave us a review, send us your comments, give us a five-star rating. We take that information seriously and it helps us to decide what our next episodes will be. Now you can find more information about this and other episodes of the show on laurelrutledge.com. And you can subscribe to the show wherever you get your favorite podcasts. You can also follow me on social media. And if there's someone that you think would enjoy or benefit from the Rutledge Perspective podcast, please pass it along. <laughs>